Welcome to the third episode of Managing It Without Football. This week we're at the seaside as Paul Doyle's Burnley take on Blackpool in the League Cup. We're also joined by special guest Jimmy Asparaga and going to our first instalment this season of the Football Phone-In Show, Five and Drive. It's sure to be a cracker. Good afternoon and welcome to Kick the Pitch, the brand new football analysis and discussion segment of Managing Without Football, where we catch up on the state of Burnley's season so far ahead of the midweek League Cup fixtures. We invite all ex-pros to lace up their opinion boots and come onto the pitch and kick it. I'm your host, Tomo Thompson. And I'm joined by my regular assistant manager, you could say, David Davidson. Pretty sure it says co-host in my contract, Tomo. <laughs> Not for much longer. Anyway, also with us in a very special guest, ex-Burnley defender, Jimmy Asparaga. Afternoon, Jimmy. Good of you to join us tonight. A bit of a far cry from your usual surroundings over at Sly Sports. Yeah, right, Tomo. Um, got a little bit less hair, a little bit more uh, waistline in the last time I saw you, but it's, it's good to get away from that. Uh, that also did be Greg Vale for a nice or two anyway. Well, it's lovely to have you here, and we're looking forward to having some actual insight on the show. Uh, you forgetting anyone there, Tomo? Um, scoring the only goal when you had to come on in your son's five-a-side team doesn't count, Davide. Caused a few injuries to some kids, I believe. They were fine. I saw them get up only an hour or so later. But that's not the point, Tomo. I'll have you know I was Galway United star striker before my career was cut tragically short. There was a very human cost to the shake-up in top-tier Irish football. Well, double D. We're far away from the potato fields now, and at least you're walking again, unlike some of those 12-year-olds. Moving on. We're continuing our coverage of Paul Doyle's Burnley, who have definitely not had the start to the season he would have hoped. What do you think's gone wrong for them so far, Jimmy? Um... Tomo, I don't think Paul's got a huge amount wrong so far this season. Um, you know, he's a great motivator, as we know. He's managed to get a performance or two out of some of the players who think we're stagnant, if anything, under, under Sean Dyche. And, um, I'm glad to see Joe Hart um, you know, get get away from, I don't want to say amateur managers, um, but you know, you look at you look at someone with the talents of Joe Hart, that pass to Rooney for the halfway line goal, only Someone like Joe Hart could have seen could have seen that pass. So I think Paul Doyle will appreciate his talents, and you know he's just going to crack on under Doyle's, Doyle's leadership. I think. So you think we're being a bit early with our criticism, Jimmy? Controversy seems to be around every corner for Doyle at the moment, and the media are certainly turning on him. Oh, I spit all over him, Tomo. Really, really do. Doyle is Doyle's a man who knows he's going to have to, to ruffle a few feathers to get things done. You look at the top managers. You know, you look at the Cloughs, the Garziolas, and the, the Ronald Koeman's, even. You know, sometimes you've got to fall out with the people to, to, to get stuff done, do you know what I mean? He ruffles more than just feathers, Jimmy, trust me. Anything you want to tell us about Doyle there, Davey? I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, now you've said that, what do you both make of the rumours that Ben Mee refused to play last Saturday? Listen, Doyle was absolutely spot on with his comments after the Wofford game. Ben Mee's an, he's an experienced lad, he should know... 
Bethan's the team is, is back on, 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 on the attack. Um, you know, if, if I'm in, you're going into the dressing room after you apologise. There's knock on the manager's door with a, a bottle of whiskey the next day and, and you know, all's forgiven. But we had our uh, referee guest last week and he told us that VAR should have disallowed the goal. Ben Mee's got done nothing wrong here, Jimmy. Oh, look, Tomo, with respect to Matt Shuffix, he hasn't got a f***ing clue. You, you get out your touchscreen, I'll be happy to draw a few circles. Those of you who are watching on Asparagus Vision will be able to join us here. Um, I'm just going to put a few circles around some of the players, drag some arrows um, to clear the air. Uh, we're not on Sly Sports now, Jimmy. We've not got that kind of money. No, no Asparagus Vision. One second. Can you get Fast Eddie on the phone? I'm not taking contracts. I'm not taking these fucking contracts anymore. I should never should have called that game a little cost. Anyway, t- take my way for it, boys. I'm embarrassed. I, mean, I am embarrassed for Ben Mede. Well, I've heard that the dressing room isn't happy at all with Doyle. Turns out he hasn't apologised for calling Ben Mee out in the post-match press conference, and a war of words has broken out between the two. Me might even be stripped of the captaincy. Well, it doesn't look like it's taken long for that trust that Doyle initially showed in his players to be broken. Um, we need to talk about the state of the league. First and second place, we have the two Manchester clubs, and it's no coincidence that they've both been to Turf Moor in the opening fixtures. Bottom of the pile, we have Palace, Newcastle and Burnley, sitting on zero points, no goals scored and seven conceded. They managed to follow up poor performances against United and Watford with a spineless showing about City. Pretty shocking again from Burnley, and there is a real negative atmosphere that is developing around the club as a whole. You're not wrong there, David. Right, we'll have the team news with you shortly, but first, the news at seven. It's two minutes past seven o'clock. Now let's get today's sports headlines. Thank you. Three games into the new Premier League season and Burnley is still winless. They were comfortably beaten 3-0 away last weekend against Manchester City in what was a lacklustre performance by the Clarets. Prior to the match, Manchester City offered fans free tickets in a novel attempt to fill their stadium. The disappointing result for Burnley comes amidst mounting allegations against their manager Paul Doyle of match-fixing in the Belarusian league. Doyle denies any involvement. It has emerged tonight that Jermaine Jenness has parted ways with the BBC by mutual consent. In a statement via his agent, Jenness revealed that he doesn't really understand anything about football and it has all just been a lie. The takeover deal of Newcastle United by North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un is said to have reached a stalemate. In a move linked to the deal, Mike Ashley is reported to be unhappy at two high prices being charged for Labour to relocate his sports retail manufacturing base to the East Asian country. And finally, Gath Crooks is still at large and considered dangerous. He has at least 10 hostages captive in his Norfolk cottage. Their families have made a public appeal to Crooks and in a heartfelt video statement, armed police are now surrounding the premises. Paul Gascoigne has been sent in as a negotiator. Welcome back to Kick the Pitch, everyone. With me, Tomo Thompson. We've got some team news for you ahead of Burnley's trip to Blackpool. We can see that Ben Mee has been left out again and Joe Hart keeps his place despite his blunder against Man City. Let's relive that moment. Okay, foul by Burnley and that's a free kick. De Bruyne steps up. I can't see him beating Hart from here. It's about 50 yards out. De Bruyne runs up, hits it over the wall but straight into Hart's arms. Easy doors. And oh no! It's an absolute howler from Joe Hart. He spilt it. Fernandinho there to poke it home. Hart with his head in his hands. He must have been distracted by something. 
Let's see if Lawrence Tennington has any insights. Lawrence. Well, Tom, I can't be sure, but I could have sworn I smelt Glenfiddich single malt 15-year, finally using a sherry cask, and Joe Hart's water bottle. Well, it was either that or JD. Basically, whiskey is what I'm saying. Paul Doyle, once again, showing faith in his man, Joe Hart. Can you see him putting in a performance tonight, Jimmy? Oh, I've heard that. Under pressure, England manager Gareth Southgate in the crowd again tonight, and this is the pro- probably the highest uh, profile fixture rounds if you don't count, you know, Paul Vale versus Crew guys. So, you know, Joe want to put into a, a performance tonight to impress the, the national team manager, and I'm sure we'll see that from him. Well, Southgate is definitely under pressure at the moment. He's under more pressure than a Wuhan wet market trader, but surely bringing Hart back into the fold isn't going to help. Let's go to man on the ground, Lawrence Terrington, soaking up the atmosphere before this Lancashire hot pot of a derby. Blackpool versus Burnley. What's happening down there, Lawrence? <laughs> yes, thanks, Tom. I'm down here on the Blackpool Pier with some very enthusiastic Burnley fans who are raring to go. Ladies, how are we feeling for today's match? Uh, that's good to hear. Now, I imagine this place is fairly exotic for you girls. How often do you get to come here? Is it once a year, or do finances not usually stretch that far? Uh, well, no. This is my first time, actually. Oh. Well, where do you normally go on holiday? Morecambe? Well, I, I think you'll find that uh, last year my husband took me to Hawaii. Oh, really? Wow. Did you win some sort of competition? Uh, no, he took me with his work. Oh. Well, that is a surprise. Ah, here come the old-timers. And what's your name, young lady? Audrey, and I'm 76, you cheeky son. Oh, well, you don't look a day over 80, Audrey. Well, aren't you a tease, young man? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, aren't you a sweetie pie, Audrey? And what do you think about Burnley's chances this season? Oh, I don't really care. As long as you beat these fucking donkey lashes, I'll kick sand in their fucking eyes and throw them off their fucking head. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, sorry about that, listeners. Somebody's been on the uh, the shandies early this morning, it sounds like. Uh, and finally, we've got Keith here at the end. Keith, what do you think of Burnley's chances today? Are you going for a win for the Clarets? I'm a bollocks. Let me tell you something. This Burnley side, they aren't fit to wear jersey. The, manager, it, the manager's terrible. Paul Doyle, awful. Just absolutely awful. He does not have a clue what he's doing. Ben be me... Ben me, that much of a donkey, should be charging kiddies for beach rides up and down. Joe Hart couldn't catch me 83-year-old father in a bloody step foot race. Alright, well clearly you've got some uh, some uh, strong views there. I am honestly sick of it, just sick and tired of it. I'll tell you, we might get beat today, I might end it all. And i tell you one thing, I'm either going out with me c**k in my hand or it's going to be messy. Alright, alright. Some passionate opinions down there, uh, here amongst the jovial and upbeat crowd. Back to you, Tom and David, in the studio. Get these cretins away from me. Okay, thank you, Lawrence, and good to hear the optimism of the fans there, Jimmy. I'd say what, Tom, for me, you know, fans are an absolute stain on the game of football. What is the point of them, really? I'm totally with you there, Jimmy. Do we really need fans? Well, no surprises. That coming from you, David. You didn't get on well with either of Galway United's fans. Anyway, we've got a link set up from the tunnel where we have manager Paul Doyle on the mic. How are you feeling ahead of this one, Paul? All right, Paulie. Uh, hiya, Jimmy. Yeah, uh, absolutely buzzing, Tom. Um, stadium's ever so slowly getting filled up, uh, one seat at a time. And it's clear for all to see that the fans are really excited for this one. And 
We're in the cup, Paul. Looking forward to forgetting about your dismal league form. Well, you say the league form's dismal, Tom, but if you told me three games in, we'd be in the mixer with Liverpool. Every single man, woman, an empty crisp packet in Burnley would have taken that. So I don't actually think the league form's been too bad. Um, Paul, you know, I'd normally not want to see um, one of my old clubs down in the bottom half, especially not one supposed to be asked sitting behind me. Um, but it's, it's good to see you getting a tune out of uh, my old mates, Artie and Woody. They've been magnificent, they really have, and, and that's a credit to you. Oh, cheers for that, Jimbo. It, I tell you, it's good to hear somebody in the know actually see the effect I'm having on this team. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, I'm used to absolute amateurs questioning what is altogether a bit too complicated for them to understand. It doesn't take a genius to know that your strikers have to score goals in the game of football, Paul. Or your midfielders, or your defenders, anyone really. I mean, you may as well get on your kit, man, at this rate. You think you've got a chance tonight? Well, there's always a chance, David. And to be honest, I think we've got good odds tonight. Speaking of odds, you can always check your Broke Lads app for the latest odds. Anyway, Paul, is it hard to stay focused on the task at hand when you're having to read about yourself in the papers day in, day out? Oh, look, Tom, I've answered these questions about the Belarusian League umpteen times, and I prefer not to get into that right now. Uh, I mean, it's still going through the courts, and it's also a bit up in the air. But, as I've said before, it's obviously all been sorted, and I am in the clear. Well, they weren't actually the headlines I was talking about, Paul. Well, Tom, I hope you're not talking about the comments that um, are out there that I've made about disabled people, because I have to say, they were taken completely out of context. You say a few things after you've had a couple of tequilas, and some idiot with a camera phone posts it all over the internet. I mean, it doesn't accurately reflect my views. I mean, I think anyone with, you know, just about any disability could play football as well as my Burnley team. No, he didn't mean that either, Paul. Oh, wait, so you mean those liars accusing me of embezzling the funds to my charity to support British-born footballers? <clears throat> Kick them out. Well, that's not actually what I was talking about either, Paul. I was talking about the leaked Tinder messages sent by assistant manager John Adamson to a 16-year-old Burnley schoolgirl. Oh, I see. Well, to be honest, Tom, I don't think there was actually anything serious going on there. But in any case, I do hate to correct you, but she actually started college in September, um, so schoolgirl's inaccurate. But also, you know, we all say things online that we don't mean and would never actually follow through. So I think it's just a bit, a bit of harmless flirting there with, uh, with John. Well, you say that, Paul, but um, reportedly he waited for four hours outside a Little Mig's concert to try and see her. Well, firstly, mate, John is a huge fan of the mixers. He's got posters of them all over his house. And second, all I know is that uh, John and Laura are very happily married. Uh, Paul, John's wife is called Sarah. The schoolgirl's name is Laura. Yeah, yeah, but whatever, you know what I mean. Well, what do you say to the people that are saying that they've spotted Mr Adamson on the Pepsi Max with a young girl down Blackpool Pleasure Beach earlier today? Well, Tom, John is a loving family man, as we all know, so he's probably just out with his daughter. Paul, John doesn't have any children. Oh, well, I think someone needs to go to the opticians then, because that clearly was not my assistant manager. Anyway, I've got to go, lads. The game's starting in two minutes, and I haven't spoken to the lads yet. They don't even know who's starting. Well, thanks, Paul. Best of luck for today's game. We're going to head down to the gantry, Dave, and special thanks to our guest, Jimmy Asparaga. Hey, Sam, boys. Cheers. F***ing told you I was better than Jeff Carlin, Jimmy. Do you reckon you could stick it in a good word for us with the higher-ups at Sly? I can't do that, lad. I can't do that, so No, I can't do that. Desperate to get out of this f***ing gig. F***. Cut that. Cut that.
passion, emotion, elegance, reliability. Do you have none of these qualities? Are you essentially worthless? Well now you can vicariously attain these qualities through the all new Kabuki Jogger, the world's only and therefore best mini compact SUV crossover saloon hatchback rear wheel drive 4x4 turbocharged steam powered convertible. Your personality and appearance may be losing, but with the Kabuki Jogon, you will be winning. Drive it your way. Drive it all day. Drive it every day. For no reason. Anywhere. Everywhere. Upload it to your Tinder profile to distract from your awful face. Drive it into a wall and buy a new one. Drive on with the Jogon. Monthly prices start at just above your monthly salary. Your sold as a deposit. Terms and conditions may apply. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a special cup edition of today's football coverage. I'm Tomo Thompson, and with me, David Davidson. We've both donned our beach shorts and sandals as we're in the Bahamas of the North, Blackpool. Yes, excited to be here today, Tom. I'm glad not to be asked to cover one of the more mainstream games, which demands more strenuous punditry, like Chelsea-Arsenal or Liverpool-Everton. You're not wrong there, Davey. We really are privileged to get to cover the biggest cup competition there is. What? Bigger than the Champions League and Europa? Well, obviously I meant domestic cup competition. What about the FA Cup? Well, it's the biggest football cup I know, named after a Thai energy drink, Dave. This is the second round of the Carabao Cup and looks set to be a tasty Lancashire derby. Golden Sands, glorious sunshine, iconic landmarks. We're in Blackpool, TT. It's not exactly Venice. Yeah, well, anyway, who do we think will be illuminating Blackpool this evening? Burnley haven't been able to buy a win in the league so far this season and it looks like Paul Doyle's tried, but is this an opportunity for them tonight? Well, Tomo, there's a definite gap in quality between the two teams tonight. I think Doyle should be able to set up in a way that bridges that gap. Well, now that you mention it, Davey, Ben Mee has been dropped again. Well, TT, you know I've got my sources. Is that the one from the pub or the one from the bookies? Mate, leave it. The wife listens to this, and I'm already in hot water for putting the kids' trust funds and being more than nine corners in the first half of Deportivo La Cuyabamba versus Sporting Crystal game in the Peruvian Liga Premier. Speaking of... Obscure football matches, we've got Lawrence Terrington with some great odds on tonight's game, courtesy of Broke Lads. Lawrence. Cheers, Tom. Yeah, you're not wrong. Broke Lads has it all. 57 to 85 on Burnley to win tonight, and 421 to 987 on Blackpool scoring first. And evens on the game being called off because of a waterlogged pitch. Those are some tasty odds. All right, and just, just past the five-minute mark here, and it's Ashley Westwood with the ball in midfield. He shifts the focus to the right wing, where he finds Burnley danger man Aaron Lennon. Lennon, he beats one, he beats two, he beats one again. Stands up across to the back stick, and it's there! It's Dwight McNeil! Dwight McNeil has scored a goal for Burnley, can you believe it? Dave, I'm talking to you. Oh, sorry, Tomo. I, I thought that was rhetorical. Well, I can't believe it, and yet it has happened, so I should probably start thinking about taking out another loan. And we're almost at half-time now, and I have to say it's been all Blackpool since that Burnley goal. Burnley with just that one shot on goal to Blackpool 7, and they've conceded all of the possession to the Clementines. Any insight, Lawrence? Well, Tom, I have to say Burnley keep on upping their game. 
I didn't think they would manage to bore me as much as they did last week, but they're really trying my patience today. Anyway, it looks like Paul Doyle isn't taking any chances whatsoever. He's driven in the team bus and parked it straight on the goal line. Bricks have been placed either side of the tyres, keys tossed away, and the driver is sat in a local pub having a few pints. That bus is well and truly not going anywhere. And I've just heard all sorts of unsavoury language hurled at Aaron Lennon for passing the halfway line by Doyle's new assistant manager, John Adamson. I need to be careful, as I believe he's already a spotted bother. Back to you guys. Thanks for that, Lawrence. Dave. Dave, David, Dave, David, Dave. David, wake up! What? What? What's going on? It's the 90th minute, David. Oh, Don't tell me I'm still in that town. Fucking pull. At least you haven't had to watch this so-called half of football. Burnley have had the ball in the corner for the last 20, and before that, Joe Hart and Tarkovsky were just passing it between themselves. Anyway, Eric Peters with a throw-in near the Blackpool corner flag. Westwood wants it, Westwood gets it. Risky move here, he lumps ball into the box, and wow, there's actually been another goal. A second goal for Burnley, would you? I'm not doing that again. Rhetorical, David. Anyway, mm. it's Chris Wood off the mark for the season. What do we think of that, Lawrence? Well, Tom, let me tell you, Paul Doyle has just ripped off his shirt and is running the length of the touchline, swinging his tattered, I believe Primark shirt, above his head. He's running up to the players who are celebrating, but can't work his way into the huddle, so just pats Matt Lowton on the head. The assistant referee is coming over to him, and yes, no surprises there, it's a red card for Doyle. He's just walking over to the tunnel now, and is making raise the roof and fist-bumping gestures to the one or two Burnley fans that are still remaining in the stadium. I think... Yes, I think Tom, he's sobbing. Oh dear, clearly the emotions have got the better of him. We've all been there, haven't we? Back to you two. Thanks so much, Lawrence. Yes, definite relief for Paul Doyle today. Not the most unexpected result, but not the most expected either, considering Burnley's struggle at the start of the season. We think this will buy him some time, Double D. Well, as we mentioned earlier, Doyle will definitely attempt to buy off that time. We will see whether he's successful. In any case, a decent enough result for Doyle this evening. That's the final whistle, I think. That's it for us, but stay tuned and have your say in our phone-in with Bobby Ravage and Ian Long. Up next. That's my f***ing day, Stephen The time is now 10 o'clock. Let's cross to Bobby Ravage and Ian Wrong for our later-than-usual football phone-in show, Five and Drive. You're listening to 505-606-999-1112. Across the UK and around Great Britain, it's time to hear what you think. It's time for Five and Drive. Sponsored by Varunki Vodka. Our vodka is not just any vodka. We are Varunki Vodka. The purest vodka ever made distilled in the sacred mountains of a country you probably can't pronounce, and filtered through the crystal clear waters of a sacred river you probably can't pronounce either. And what are you going to do with it? Slip it out of a plastic cup with some knockoff colour and a sticky dance floor? Sure, it's fun for a while, but as the night wears on, you'll grow tired of your boring friends and your inability to chat girls up. You'll be more and more withdrawn. You'll drink more horrible, horrible vodka. The next day you'll feel dreadful. 
Gone are the sacred mountains. Gone are the crystal clear waters. You are now neck deep in a river of sh**. But we won't care. Why? Because you bought our vodka. And you'll buy it again. Won't you? Varunki Vodka. Available in all good bookstores. Good evening everyone and welcome to Five and Drive, bringing you the latest reaction after this weekend's games. You're listening to me, Bobby Ravage. And me, Ian Wong. I thought it was wrong. You know about my speech impediment. Well, we have a packed show as always, Rongi, and we are of course asking our listeners to call in. Do you have a funny regional accent? Do you have a ridiculous opinion nobody in their right mind would take seriously? We want to hear from you. You're not wrong, Rongi. Good result for Burnley tonight in the game of the round. They've been poor in the league, but a huge 2-0 win tonight against Lancashire rivals Blackpool. And the phone lines are going already. We have our first caller on the line, Saul Coyle. <clears throat> oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Saul, Saul Coyle here. Good to have you on, Saul. Where are you from? Oh, uh, where, where are we from? Uh, uh, t- town. Great, thanks for phoning in, Saul. What do you want to say? <laughs> I just want to say that... Paul Doyle is a top, top manager. Oh, um, B- Burnley have had a, a difficult start to the season, but not, none of that was their fault. And after that resounding win against Blackpool, I think I think he's really going places. Be- better places than Blackpool. You know, I- I'm talking England, the-, the England job. That's what I'm saying. So, are you seriously suggesting after a cup win against Blackpool that Paul Doyle is in the frame to take over an under-pressure Southgate as England manager? Well, well, to be honest with you, Rongi, like you, you've forgotten that the, that the League Cup is like the biggest, comp- it's the biggest competition in the UK. And you know, a little over ten years ago, Blackpool were a Premier League club. You know, they're the acid test for any manager wanting to put himself centre stage. I tell you now, Paul Doyle could do great things for England if the media treated him with a little bit of respect. I want to say. So, is that your real name? Well, yeah, of course it is. Paul Doyle, is that you? Well, I'm not quite sure what to say about that, Rongi, but let's get on with the show. We have another caller on the line. Hello, Graham. Sarah! Sarah, is that you? I'm sinking. I just wanted to call to say goodbye. I'm so sorry. Sarah? No, she's on tomorrow night. You're through to Bobby Ravage and Ian Wrong on 696. Where are you calling from, Graham? The f***ing sea! North Atlantic! I hit the storm! The ship! She capsized! No! Please, God, no! Tell Sarah I love her! Apologies to our listener there about Graham's language. This is a live broadcast. Please mind your language, Graham. So what do you think of Burnley's hopes of staying afloat? I'm sinking! Yes, they certainly are, and Paul, but will they go down? Yes, I'm going down! Help! Damning words from Graham there. He doesn't think Burnley have a chance. Well, you're not wrong there, Rongi. Staying on the topic of Burnley, we've just received some breaking news. Well, not news really. They're unsubstantiated rumours, but it won't stop us, will it, Rongi? Absolutely not, Bobby. Yes, the story is that Burnley manager Paul Doyle's transfer target wish list has been leaked. Indeed. We have it on good authority that Doyle was in a local pub close to Burnley's ground, Turf Moor, and left a post-it note on his table with a list of players. The picture has been doing the rounds on social media, Rongi. 
Who's on Doyle's wish list? Well, it's quite difficult to read because of the pie glass marks. Let's have a look. Adam Johnson. Ronaldo. Portuguese. Ronaldo. Brazilian. Maradona. His son. Paul Pogba's Mexican cousin. Paolo Esco Pogba. Messi. But could he cut it on a wet Tuesday night? The Torres. Fascinating stuff there, Rongi. We did call Mr Doyle to ask him for his views on this a few moments ago, but the line was busy. Must have been talking to someone else. Anyway, on with the show. We've got George on the line. Evening, George. I don't know what that's on about, lads. It was a great tonking performance from boys. We absolutely abbed Mac Town. Oh, I think you're a bit confused there, George. Burnley played Blackpool this evening. Wait, I thought you were on about Barnsley, the mighty tykes. Afraid not, George. We're discussing Burnley's performance in the Cup and League this evening. Any thoughts on that whilst we have you? Oh, right, yeah, yeah they've been shite. Thanks. Great to hear from you, George. And I think your opinion is shared by many of our listeners. Our next caller is on the line. Evening, Whistleblower. Where are you from, Whistle? I do not have much time. I am being followed. Listen me carefully. Ask Paul Doyle about match-fixing in Belarusian Premier League. What's that, Whistle? Are you saying Doyle is involved with match-fixing? I say nothing. Ask Doyle. White Wolf out. Extraordinary allegations there. We've got Keith on the line. Keith, you must be pleased with Burnley's performance today. I'll tell you what, lads, I'm absolutely ecstatic. I'm delighted with the lads' performance. Absolutely delighted. What a feeling this is. Take that, Blackpool. Take that. Did you always have total faith that the lads would get you the result today? Never losing for a second. And that bottle oil, one word for you, Bobby. Go on. Genius. You're not wrong saying they might be alive for England jobs soon, and I just hope we can keep hold of them just a little while longer. And what about Joe Hart today? He pulled out some great stops for you, didn't he? Bobby, the man could have saved Jesus from crucifixion. Top goalkeeper, England's number one. Oh, I'm glad to hear a happy Burnley fan for a change. We've not had many of those on this season. I can tell that your side is really blowing you away today. Oh, listen, listen, I'm on M6 now, and all Burnley faithful. They've got the scarves up and down in back at cars. We did it. Over Clarence, we did it. And where do you go from here, Keith? What? Well, I'll just come off at Junction 10 and then follow A-Road. No, no, no. I mean, where do Burnley go from here, Keith? All right. Well, we got to try breaking top six. Bobby, we got to try breaking top six now, I think. Okay, Wongi here. Do you not think that you're getting a bit carried away? It was Blackpool, after all, and you're still... Blackpool are tough side to me. Not only is that the best performance I've seen from Burnley all season, I think it's the best performance from any side I've seen all season. Thanks, Keith. And finally, can I ask you... What does it mean to see your club get a result like that today? Oh, Bobby. Bobby, it's definitely words. For someone like me, you know, only not got much. It means everything. It's what I live for. It gets me to bed this morning. It's all that really matters. It's all, it really is all I have. Daddy, are we stopping soon? No! Veronica, be quiet. Daddy's on the floor. Listen, Keith, we don't want to keep you. You must be wanting to celebrate with your family, so we'll let you go. We'll catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening. That's been Five and Drive with me, Bobby Ravage. And me, Ian Wong. I thought it was wrong.
Join us next time as we catch up with Paul Doyle's Burnley as they prepare for a congested December fixture list. That was really Staying good, Laurie. Staying on the topic of Burnley. Sorry. I'm just saying that was Staying really good, Laurie. on Laurie. the topic of... <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say sorry and then do the exact same thing? I don't know. <laughs>